Hey folks, this week we're doing some audio clips around writing and we are going to cover uh, writing from a bunch of different people that I respect. Uh, the first one is an interesting idea that I really like that is mixed in with some other advice that I don't like. So I think it's useful to be discerning when you're picking experts about taking stuff that you want that was going to improve your game and maybe disregarding the stuff that uh, isn't, isn't your style or it's just straight up bad advice. And I think that's how I approach some of this Ship 30 for 30 content. Um, I think it's very motivational. I think it helps you break out of a slump, but sometimes the specific advice may not be so great. But I really like this endless idea generator because I think some combination of prompts and being specific is really helpful for getting you real writing off the ground and probably increasing your reach. So, so here's the endless idea generator. Broad is the enemy. You do not want to be broad. You want to be hyper-specific. And the more you are hyper-specific over time, you will learn which hyper-specific things are working for you, which things people want to hear about from you. Okay, so this is the Endless Idea Generator light. This is the light version. So when in doubt, come back to these two knobs. For who, so that. Twist them around, you'll come up with a dozen new ideas, okay? The core framework, or... Real quick, let's just let's keep. Just no, I, I think we just keep going. I think right, we, we get to the full thing. Okay, so the core framework that we talk about in Ship 30 is this is the, the full endless idea generator. And, uh, you know, it's helpful to start with the light version so that you kind of understand how we get here. The full endless idea generator goes you've got four different pieces. You've got the thing that you're writing about, which is the topic, you've got your own credibility, right? So, what are you bringing to the table? Are you the expert? Are you curating? other people's expert uh, insight and perspective, you know, how, how should the reader trust you in this scenario? You have the path, which is what direction are you going to take them? And then you have the approach, which is basically how are you going to organize what it is that you're, you're sharing with them? So we're going to walk through each one of these pieces. This is what it looks like as a whole. So you go, I clarify my topic, plus my credibility, plus I choose one of these paths, plus I choose one of these approaches, okay? And it takes a little bit to kind of understand how all these pieces work together, but we're gonna go through a bunch of examples and then kind of show you how we play with this as well. So the first is the topic, okay? This is, everyone starts on the wrong foot here. What people do is they, like I said, broad is the enemy, okay? So what they do is they start with something super broad. They go, I wanna write about life. Okay, well, that there's a gazillion topics that fall under the umbrella of life, right? Or they go, I want to write about finance, right? Okay, well, finance can be chopped into literally a million different slivers and niches, right? So whenever you sit down to write, the goal is not, I want to choose the biggest word possible. The goal is take whatever you want to write about, chop it in half, get more specific. And then this is going to feel uncomfortable, chop it in half again, get even more specific. And then this is going to feel really uncomfortable, chop it in half again, get even more specific. The more specific you start with, the easier the whole endless idea generator works. But when you start broad, it gets really muddy because you have too many options. Okay. So here's a great example. Someone goes, I want to write about money. Okay. Well, look at the different versions. Look how the more specific we get, the more clarity we have, right? Version one, I want to write about money. Version two, let's get more specific. I want to write about investing money. Okay, that's very different than saving money, right? That's very different than stealing money, 
right? That's, those are different topics, right? So I want to write about investing money. Okay, let's get more specific. I want to write about investing money in your 20s. Okay, that's very different than investing money in your 50s, right? That's very different than investing your family's money when you know your great-grandfather, you find out, leaves you billions of dollars in inheritance, right? These are all very different problems, right? Get more specific. Version four, I want to write about investing money in your 20s so you can buy your first rental property in your 30s. Oh, okay, well, now we're doing investing, but erring on the side of in the direction of real estate, right? So you notice the more specific that you get, the more clarity you have around, oh, I now I know what I'm saying. But if you just say, I want to write about money, you don't even know what you're saying, which means the reader doesn't know what you're saying. Yeah, the... As you're, as you're doing this or as you're reading this, start to think about, because we're going to ask a question in a little bit, what specifically and so that specifically, if you have a topic in mind. But cool, I know the next example is teaching, and I think this one drives the point home too. Yeah, same thing. And, and I, I want to be clear, we're just picking arbitrary examples, but this applies to every topic, every topic. So you go, I want to write about teaching. Okay, well, think about all the things that go into teaching. You know, I mean, it's, you have the subject itself, you have how to interact with students, you have how to measure success, right? What grade level? These are all different variables. And so if you just say, I want to write about teaching, you're not being specific, which means the reader doesn't know what they're going to get from you. And if the reader doesn't know what they're going to get from you, they go, ah, I don't know. And it's like, it's like when you walk down the street, you ever look at a bar and grill on the side of the, on the side of the street and you're like, I don't really know what kind of food they serve. You don't even, you don't even take the five seconds to find out. You're just like, eh. but then when you see a sushi restaurant, you're like, I am either a hundred percent in the mood for sushi, or I am a hundred percent not in the mood for sushi. Right. That's what you want. You want the binary decision. You want to make it very clear for the reader. This is what you're going to get. So version one, I want to write about teaching. Let's get more specific version two. I want to write about teaching online, which is very different than teaching in person. All right. Let's get more specific version three. I want to write about teaching online to scale knowledge. Okay, so now it's not just about teaching, it's about scaling that knowledge, it's about reach, it's about impact, right? Version four, I want to write about teaching online to scale knowledge so that you can have bigger impact, work less, and exponentially increase earnings. Okay, wow, if I am a teacher or an aspiring educator, version one, nah, not super interesting. Version two, not really. Version three, maybe. Version four, absolutely, I want to read this because I want to have a bigger impact and I want to work less and I want to exponentially increase my earnings, right? So the more specific you get, the easier it is for the reader to go, this is for me. So Cole, I think the audience is probably thinking, but that means fewer people are going to read, right? That means yes. fewer people, if I'm cutting a bunch of people out, I, what if I don't want to be so specific? What would you say? I would say that is not how all the algorithms work. Think about, think about, this, every algorithm's job on every major social platform is to introduce your content to the right people. And if you are writing broadly, how is the algorithm going to know who your content is for? Whereas if you literally say, this is for first time marketing managers, the, the algorithm's going to go, thank you for those keywords. We will do our work. We will go find exactly who that person is, right? And so even though you're cutting people out, there's the, it's that paradox we talked about is that you're removing the people that don't matter so that you can attract more of the people that do. That's, you don't care if your grandma 
reads your marketing manager tips, right? doesn't matter. What you want is you want marketing managers reading your marketing manager tips. So let's delete everyone else and let's do everything we can just for that one audience. Yeah. The way to think about this is writing for everyone means writing for no one. And I think Seth Godin said that. And when he says that, he means if you're not forcing your reader to make a choice, basically everyone's going to make the choice for you and they're not going to read it. Right. If you're not clear with who you're writing for, you're never going to actually reach the people that it should reach. Everyone's just going to ignore it versus <clears throat> I think a lot of beginner writers kind of hedge. They say, I don't want to niche down because that means fewer people. And what they end up doing is trying to write these big, broad topics that they don't have any credibility to actually talk about. Mm -hmm. So I think the second step of the endless idea generator is that credibility. So Cole, you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. So credibility First, I want to emphasize that credibility is not a one-size-fits-all. Okay, it's, it's not like you're either Tony Robbins or you're not. You're either Oprah or you're not. Okay, Credibility is all contextual. And a lot of times, credibility is something that you give yourself. You say, hey, I did this. That's my credibility. Or I earned this. That's my credibility. But there's different types of credibility. All that matters to the reader is that they know where this information is coming from. Okay, That's it. And they really don't care if it's coming from you or if it's coming from someone else that you went out and you found. They just want to know where is it coming from, okay? It's like when you're at a dinner party and someone tells you a story, right? You're like, how do you know that? Either the person's like, well, I've been running X business for 10 years. You're like, cool, okay, you're the credible person. Or they're like, yeah, my uncle has been doing that for the past 10 years. You're like, oh, okay, cool, you're, you're curating your uncle's credibility, right? That's all the reader cares about. So there's three times types of credibility. One is you are the expert, right? Someone goes, I have a question. You go, I know the answer. I've done this before. I've experienced this, right? I am the expert. I've achieved something. The second is you go, I'm not the expert, but I went out and I found all the experts. I'm curating the experts. That could be everything from I interviewed them. It could be I Google searched for 40 hours. It could be I read a bunch of books. It doesn't really matter how you got there. It's just, you're the one who went out and did the work. You did the digging, you're coming back with the answer. And then the third is someone going, look, it's not like I've achieved anything huge in this field. I'm just sharing my personal experience. Okay. My credibility is that I lived it. Okay. And so let me show you how this works. So one is, you know, uh, Roger Ebert, the, the famous film critic, right? So expert. I'm Roger Ebert and I say, you know, whatever movie, I, I realize that this doesn't make sense in today's time, but Don't Look Up was the best movie of 2021, okay? I am the expert, okay? Curating experts is according to Roger Ebert and nine other famous movie critics, Don't Look Up was the best movie of 2021, okay? So you're saying, hey, I'm not the person, but I went out and I found all the people, okay? And then third is, hey, I'm no Roger Ebert, but I've watched over 900 Netflix movies and shows. And I think Don't Look Up was the best movie of 2021, right? So your credibility is, hey, nobody sits in front of the TV as much as I do, right? So you don't have to be a, a famous movie critic. You just go, I experienced it. And here's where we tie the credibility and the specificity together. So if you're on this call and you're listening to this, you might be thinking, I'm not an expert in anything, right? What am I an expert in that I could possibly write about? And I'm here to tell you, you are an expert. The only difference between where you think you're not an expert 
and being an expert is specificity. So what do I mean by that? The goal is to take the broad topics you want to write about and add layers of specificity until you are an expert. Or if you want to write about a big, broad topic, you go and borrow the credibility from a bunch of experts. So let me give you an example from my personal journey. Okay, I'm going to cut it off right there because it starts veering to things I don't super like. I don't really like the way they think about headlines, but also this borrowed credibility thing ties into the meta creator ceiling that I wrote about in some of my previous blog posts, uh, which is that you borrow credibility and it gives you a short-term gain, which is very nice, but you end up just borrowing credibility and not really building anything of your own except building credibility on borrowing credibility, which is basically where they've gotten themselves to. So be careful about that, but I think the rest of the advice is solid.